podcasts have a problem. Think about it. How many podcasts did you start and abandon before you found this one? Every article that promises podcasting's greatest hits features the same 10 shows everyone's already heard of. And the podcast app that you're playing this on, they're recommending the same podcast to you that they are to your high school gym teacher. Heard FM, a personalized podcast app, believes you deserve a unique podcast experience with recommendations tailored to your interests. Because when you recommend the same thing to everyone, you're not giving anyone the attention they deserve. When you download the app, you'll set up your interest profile. And every Monday, you'll receive a new batch of podcasts that are made just for you. So stop looking for podcasts. Herd FM already found them for you. Download Herd FM on iOS and Android now. Bex, you have to believe me. But he said I would never. It's okay. No, 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 Bex. I, you have to know that I love. <coughs> you two can really go on, can't you? Oh, don't look so surprised, Bex. I did warn you. I prefer to play with my food. Play with my food. Prefer to play with... Okay, that's enough of that. Cat. Cat, wake up. Cat! Oh my god, what is... Chill, chill. Don't freak. <sighs> okay, babe. Just keep those breaths coming in. What? Allie? Where are we? Still at the Hilton in L.A. Oh. Right. Sorry to disturb your beauty rest, but... You were big with the tossing and turning. I was... God, sorry. I didn't mean to... Don't worry. You didn't keep me up. But when I woke up five minutes ago, it sounded like you were going nine rounds with Freddy Krueger. Sorry. Bad dreams. Yeah? What about? Um... Nothing in particular. What? Mm -hmm. Why are you looking at me like that? Okay, fine. It was a stupid dream about that stupid scene that stupid Warren Young directed yesterday. I take it you were not a fan. What were you? Uh, easy there, McCarthy. I didn't think it was Kushner or anything, but... Something about it really got under your skin, huh? Uh, could it maybe be the betrayal? Okay, we're like three feet apart right now, so a lot of spit just wounded up out of your mouth. I mean, mouth. how could he possibly think that having Luther kill Callum is a good idea? Is he one of those lizard people? That's gotta be it. Because any warm-blooded mammal could see it's against the fundamental nature of the show. Okay. Are we maybe being a little dramatic? And, 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 it's like, What? Did they not know what they were doing for the past two years? Were they sleepwalking when they wrote the show? Is that it? It's gotta be. Because if they had been even a little awake, they would understand how the entire point of Bex and Callum is to promote growth and personal development in the people around them. That's the show. But no, let's just take a massive shit all over it and everything the actors have done and everything the fans love and... And here, here, pillow. Wow. I'm sure you're going to have a lovely time at your dinner with Mr. Young tonight. 
Oh, God, I'd forgotten about that. Allie, I can't go to that. I mean, it sounds to me like you have a lot to talk about. Fuck! What do you think he's even thinking right now? Do you think he regrets it? Can he even feel a human emotion like remorse anymore? Oh, God. I've made a terrible mistake. I just... I don't know what happened. I just acted on impulse, I guess. But, oh, really terrible impulse. Oh, I should know better by now. I shouldn't be this stupid. I mean, for God's sakes, I'm 37. You'd think that by now I'd... Warren! Mm-hmm? If you're not happy with that parfait, just call a PA. They can run back and get you a muffin. Oh. Right. Cool. Thank you, Mina. Happy to be of assistance. Now, can we please get started? Tandon Productions presents That Vampire Show. Episode 4, Detente. All right. I think that does it. Thanks, Mina. So, uh, have the dailies from yesterday come in yet? Yeah, we got those in this morning. And? How do they look? Fine. Good. It looks solid. Cameron's in good form in them. Freddy, too. I know you were worried about how the neck-breaking effect would look on screen, but it looks really good. The prac team kind of killed it. Yeah, they're great guys. And uh, anything else that... um... Boss, I've got a ton of stuff to get done for you, so why don't you ask whatever it is that you really want to ask? Well, it's just... You haven't said anything about the episode itself. Oh. Which is... Odd. You are usually very... Opinionated. I was going to go with outspoken while still maintaining a healthy respect for boundaries, but sure. I don't hate it. Ah, yes. There's the words that every writer longs to hear from. You want to hear what I have to say, or should I be on my way? Sorry. It's bold. Like, really bold. And I like bold. Like, it isn't expected or timid or... Falling back on old patterns. It's a big swing, which I think is good for a show on its fifth season. It's going to make people sit up and take notice. And there's something to the writing in this one. It's sharper than the scripts have been for a while. And it has more, I don't know, bite, I guess? It reminds me of some of the old school Bloodlines episodes. And it's not too... Mm. Too... what, Warren? I don't know. Cold-hearted. Brutal. I guess I'm asking, how do you think it'll play with, say, female viewers aged 14 to 18? Are you asking me whether I think teenage girls are going to like it? I'm... Inquiring about our base demographic, that's all. There's... There's a fine line between a challenging storyline and shock value for the sake of shock value. And I think this is close to the line. I think there may be some debate amongst our base about which side of it this comes down on. Mm -hmm. You know, Warren... 
I can't help but notice. We originally had Donna writing this episode until you decided you needed to step in and write it and throw out the original outline and the break for the rest of the season. Then you completely shuffled the shooting schedule around at the last minute, and then we just happened to be shooting that scene the night the contest winner was visiting set. Wait a minute. Are you... I would never imply that you threw out the plan for a whole season of your TV show just to go out of your way to put a teenage girl who disagreed with you in her place. Good. Because that would be crazy. Well... Which is why, of course... I expect you to be the very soul of charming, welcoming largesse at tonight's dinner with Ms. Wright. Since you, of course, want to stay on the right side of the line, you can see why now's a really good time for a bit of detente, right? Yes, fine, fine, you're right. Anything else? Oh god, what else? Are you kidding me? I feel amazing. Oh, that's... That's... Good. Yeah, that. Don't get me wrong, Super Pals. I'm gonna miss the shit out of you too. But it's time for this phoenix to spread his wings and fly. I have been cooped up in these dark shadows for far too long. That's really great, Freddy. Honestly, it's been a huge relief. I hadn't even realized what a weight carrying this show on my shoulders all these years uh, has been. And now, all of a sudden, it's like, I'm free. I can breathe again. I, I can feel the sunshine on my face. The water tastes clean. The ground is... Frederick, we get it. And we're very happy for you. But what are you going to do next? Oh, don't worry about me, lads. My agent got me in touch with David Breentalk. He's shooting this amazing epic western musical version of Jane Eyre. And you, my resplendent chums, are looking at his new Mr. Rochester. Oh. Wow, that's... Fast, I know. Some sort of hiccup with casting. The guy they had was not working out, so... Recast! It's 14 months shooting in the Australian Outback. I am literally on my way to the airport right now. 22-hour flight, though. Ghastly. <laughs> All right, babes. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Cameron, take care of my sister. You got it, Freddy. And Lucy, don't let Warren push you around too much, all right? Uh, I won't. Grand. <sighs> and with that, the land's down under beckon. Au revoir. See you later, Freddy. Don't be a... Stranger. Was he, like, slowly developing a really bad British accent? Oh my god. You noticed that too? <laughs> I thought I was going crazy. <laughs> <sighs> you alright? Yeah. It's fine. Freddy was always kind of an asshole. <laughs> well, yeah, but he was your asshole. <laughs> I guess it's just five years, man. And it was pretty much just me, Freddy, and Warren left over from the original team. Mm, the old guard. 
And now Freddy's off to make what honestly sounds like a terrible movie. Just awful, Christ. But still a movie. And it's just like... What if this is forever my second sentence? You're what? You know, on the bio... Lucia Warringer was an American actress and model. She is best known for playing Bex Rayner for 14 seasons on the television program Bloodlines. Ah, that second sentence. But would that be so awful? Uh, maybe. Maybe not. My agent thinks I'm getting typecast. That after five years of bloodlines, I'm just going to be that vampire chick from here on out. The only offers I'll get will be Dracula's Bride or like Duskula, Queen of the Damned. Regal looks very good on you, Luce. Uh, duh. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe lead instead of co-lead will help. It'll... Let people see I can carry a show. Maybe they'll let me carry a different show. Hmm. Don't hmm me, you dick. What? Are you telling me that you never think about this stuff? That you would be okay with only being known as Luther for the rest of your life? <laughs> Luce, before I was Luther, I was known as the dishwasher at Steve's Stir Fry Palace. Trust me, I am thrilled to be Luther. Even after last night? It's Warren's show, Lucy. I'm just along for the ride. That's bullshit. No, it isn't. Cat. It's his show, Allie. It's... It's not my place to say anything, even if he is completely destroying everything good about it. Okay, see? That's why you need to go talk to him. Cat, come on, you won the contest. Which you entered me into. And which you are now over. We're here in L.A. and you have the chance to talk to the creator of the thing that you've spent more time thinking about for the past four years than anything else in your life. I... I just don't think I have anything I want to talk to him about right now. Cat, hmm. what did Bex whisper to Celios before she sent him back to the Shadow World? What? You know. End of the first season. Bringer of Darkness, part three. Right before Bex has to banish him back to the Shadow World, she whispers something in Celios' ear. What did she say? I... I don't know. Mm-hmm. And what about the first meeting between Callum and Desdemona? Just what did she say to get him to fall in love with her so quickly? I... They never showed how... What about the original High Matriarch of the Order? How did she first find the... Allie, I don't know. Nobody knows. No, there is someone that knows. Oh, no. And Kat... I know how badly you want to find the answers for this minute bullshit. I've seen the murder boards. You have to ask him. But... But... but what about... Just... Don't mention it. Pretend you don't know anything about Bloodline Season 5. 
It's not canon, as far as you're concerned. What about you? It's supposed to just be a dinner between him and the contest winner. What are you? <laughs> I'll make my own fun. Don't you worry your pretty nerdy head about it, okay? Just say you'll go, okay? God. This had better not be a terrible idea. Oh, God. This was a bad idea. It's okay, Catherine. You can just go in, say some polite things, tell him how much you love the show, and grill him for as much detail as possible about just what did happen during the time skip in the middle of season three, because we have never gotten confirmation that Bex didn't get together with... Okay, focus. Hello? Hey, Mr. Young. It's Catherine. I mean, Cat. Sorry, nobody calls me Catherine. I mean, you can call me Catherine, if you... Hey, Cat. <laughs> I'll open the gate in a moment. Do me a favor and stand back. The PR people will let you in. Okay. Thanks. Okay, just take it easy. Keep it civil. Don't talk about how he's utterly destroying a show that means so much to so many people, like an arrogant, thoughtless... Hey, Cat. Hey, Mr. Young. Please, Cat. Mr. Young is what the network calls me when I've done something to piss them off. Call me Warren. Oh, uh, sure. I... I can do that. Great. Here, come on in. Thank you so much for inviting me to your house. Oh, and... Oh, great. Grayson the paparazzi is here. Why don't we get a couple of photos out of the way? The guys are going to record and snap away tonight for the socials, but just pretend they don't exist. Totally. Sure. Say cheese. Your house is amazing. Oh, wow, that is a really cool replica of the portrait from the Dorian Gray movie they did a couple years ago. No, it isn't. It isn't? But it looks just like... It isn't a repro. What? But if... Oh my god. But how did you... I was young, and I just sold a show for more money than I knew what to do with. And it went up for auction for charity. Plus, I used to have a huge crush on Paul Rudd. <laughs> I figured I could afford one totally irresponsible, indulgent purchase. Sure. Sure. Here, here. Uh, sitting room's right through here. Dinner should be ready in a few minutes. Can I get you anything to drink? Water? Ginger ale? La Croix? I'll, uh... I'll have whatever you're having? Two La Croix, then. Ice? No ice? Um, no ice is all right. Cat, I had something that I wanted to run by you. Uh, oh? You ever watch Spellbound? The old TV show? Yeah, I suppose you could call it old by now. Uh, no, I never have. It's my favorite TV show. Ever. I saw it when it was airing live, and it changed my life. It was funny and sharp and was always about something. Even though it never had to take itself too seriously, you know? Uh-huh. It's actually the show that made me want to write for television. It was like... A fuse got lit. 
I knew that all I ever wanted to do was to try to make a show like that one. I mean, I didn't let myself accept it for a very long time. I moved to New York, tried to do the whole David Mamet thing for a while, but deep down, I knew. Here. Thanks. Well, fast forward. I'm one year out of college. I just moved to L.A. I'm working as a waiter while trying to put together some spec scripts. One day, I'm sitting at Starbucks trying to write something when suddenly I look up and bam, she's right there. Janet Kleinman, creator of Spellbound. No. Oh, yeah. And I, well, my brain goes in overdrive. Should I go over and talk to her? No, I shouldn't, but I should. No, I shouldn't, you know? Yeah. Well, finally, after about 15 minutes of profuse sweating, I work up the nerve to go and talk to her. I introduce myself and tell her how much her show means to me. And... She was so, so incredibly nice. She was so happy to hear from a fan, and she had lots of very nice things to say about it and the people who made it. We chatted for about ten minutes. Wow. Yeah. But there was one thing in the back of my mind. See, there was this one scene in Spellbound where these two characters, well... I don't need to bore you with the details, but as an audience member, you didn't see something. Something important. And I'd spent years, years wondering about it. And here she was, right in front of me. And? I didn't ask her. I thought, she's been so nice already, and she doesn't know me. She doesn't want to get bombarded with questions about her show. So I just thanked her for her time told her what a huge fan I was, and left. She passed away five years ago. What? Yeah. I got the news when we were doing pre-production for the first season of Bloodlines, and it was... kind of crushing. No more Jan Kleinman shows, ever. And I never got to ask her about that scene. I'm really sorry, Mr. Young. It's okay. Well, no, it it is what it is, but it was a while ago. But here's the reason why I just unloaded all of that on you. You're here because you just won a fandom contest for Bloodlines. If you want to have a day one conversation, we can do that. We can talk about the weather and how your high school sucks, and I can tell you some funny stories from the set. It'll be fun. But... If you have something you really want to ask, well, you should. What did Bex whisper to Celios at the end of Bringer of Darkness 3? (laughs) Wow. Okay. You really want to know? Oh my god, yes. Please. Okay. Well, for starters, here's what you have to remember. Remember, everyone, we'll be starting as soon as we can get this lightning setup sorted out. Please don't wander far. Hey! 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 Hello? Who? Me? Yeah, you. Come here for a second. 
Um, hi. Hey, you're one of the girls from yesterday, right? Allie, yeah? Uh, yeah. It's nice to see you again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, also, this is Lucy. Hey. Uh, yeah. You get a pass to check out the set? Oh, yeah, the... Uh, the, the scary lady with the clipboard and the German name said I could watch you film tonight as long as I stayed quiet and didn't cause any trouble. Uh, oh, God, I am not causing any trouble, am I? I don't think so. Lucy? I'm not troubled. Yeah, I think you're in the clear. So, are you a fan of Bloodlines, too? Or just your friend? Oh, oh no, no. I love the show. Even after last night? Yeah, I was, it, it was a lot, but no, I mean, it, it, it's, it's all still great. What did Kat think? It was a lot. Gotcha. So, uh, do you want an autograph or a selfie? Oh, uh, no, no, oh. <laughs> No, that's that that no, you don't you don't have to do that. Because we're not going to think you're any less cool if you do. <laughs> well, in that case, yeah, oh my god, a <laughs> selfie would be amazing. <gasps> thank you. Th- thank you so much. Our pleasure. So, uh what are you doing? Oh, just waiting for them to finish up this lighting setup. They're taking longer than usual, so we were just running through some of our lines for next week's episode. Oh, gotcha. Well, don't let me interrupt you. You wouldn't want to help us run some lines, would you? Who? Me? It wasn't me. It wasn't my idea. What? But then who... Look, Liz Alfaro wrote the scene, and I rewrote it, and we traded it back and forth like a dozen times. Never quite got it to work. And we said, well, the actors will make it work on the day. Which is playing with fire in a bad way. (laughs) I see. And I mean, Freddie and Lucy are miracle workers, but there's only so much they can do. They did their best, but it was just not coming together. And so? And so one day, Bill, our editor, calls me up, and he wants to show me a cut of the episode. And I, you know, I brace myself. Because it's going to be bad. (laughs) And I'm just gritting my teeth, waiting to hear all the lines that we made poor Freddy say. And it just never comes. Bill cut it out entirely. And you know what it was wild? The episode worked. It worked just fine without it. It was great. It was our best-reviewed episode that season. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, that's the story behind the infamous lost scene from Twilight's Choice. No, but wait a minute. So the script for it did exist. You filmed it. What happened in it? I'll never tell. What? No, come on! I... no. 
I owe it to Freddy. The poor kid was so relieved when I told him the scene was cut. I put that guy through a lot. He wanted to leave after season three. Wow. Really? Really. That was part of why we did the whole twins were separated storyline for season four. So we could give him a more flexible shooting schedule. So, is that why... Is that why what happened on set yesterday happened? Because Freddy wanted to leave? No. It's just where the story is going. Oh. The show needed a shift. A pivot. I mean, Bex needed to be put in a little bit of pain and... No, she didn't. Cat? Oh, God. I said that out loud, didn't I? Um, no, sorry, it's... You're the writer, you know what's what, but it's just... If I can speak frankly, I hate that. I hate the idea that characters can only be compelling when they're in pain. I think it's reductive and harmful, and it probably has some negative effects on the viewers as well. Was that too much? I can go if you want me to go, because I... Cat. It's okay. I agree. Oh? I agree. Not all TV needs to be about pain and suffering. Not all great entertainment has to revolve around destruction. Oh. Good. Because... It's just that mine does. What? What don't you understand? You killed my brother, Luther. Did you really think I was going to let you get away with that? Let is not quite the right word for it. Be forced to as you succumb to your wounds is more what I had in mind. All right, enough. I trusted you once. I'm never making that mistake again. Agatha, are you with me? I'm with you, Bex. Let's end this nightmare once and for all. Okay, and then we cut to another scene that doesn't have any of us in it, so we can skip that. Okay, here we go. Page 47. You have the first line, Lucy. Uh, Agatha, are you ready to face this monster? I... (laughs) Bex, I can't tell you how many times I have dreamed of this moment. Ever since he killed my father, it's been... God, I can't even close my eyes without seeing his face. I can't sleep without dreaming about that day. I... I want to do to him everything he did to us. I want him hurt and scared. I want him... I want him gone, Bex. Because for three long years, he's made me feel like I am nothing. Well... No more. It stops tonight. Because we are going to make it stop. We're alone and we're wounded, but you know what else we are? Enough. We are done being afraid of him. (sighs) What? Why are you me why why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) Was that was that good? Was that was that enough? No, that was great. I mean, a little intense for a line reading. Oh, I'm sorry, I just... No, I thought maybe no, you'd want... 
That was awesome. Are you an actress, Allie? Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> sort of. Sort of? Uh, no, I, I mean, yes, yes. I'm an actress, and I'd... I'd love to do this. <laughs> to do what you guys do. Well, you should go for it. I think you've got a lot of talent. Absolutely. Just make sure your reel is in order and start sending it out to folks. My... my reel? I mean, uh, I don't think I... Yeah, and make sure that you put down all the places you're doing your training at in your resume. Yeah, that's key. And you've got your driver's license, right? Oh, yeah. Gotta have it. Well, uh, of course I have my driver's license. Ah, right. Sounds like they're finally done. Gotta run. Nice to meet you, Allie. Nice to meet you, too! Bloodlines is fundamentally a show about sacrifices. About facing the darkness and what we have to give up in order to do it. That's the core. That's the show. But... I mean, sure, there are episodes when things go well for the characters, but that's all part of the dynamic, isn't it? It's not a sacrifice if you're not giving up something you love. But... but what if people are watching the show for those things? What if the relationships and the connections and the growth are what somebody really loves about the show? Then they're watching the show wrong. Excuse me? The show has always been about the cost of survival. The Order Knight tells them that in the very first episode. And we even had him look directly into the camera when he said it. We announced it loud and clear. This show is about the pain of doing what it takes to stay alive. That's the show. But that's... I mean, that's not all the show is. Uh... In a way, everything in the show is a variation or an exploration on that theme. Take, oh, I don't know, Luther, for example. We introduced Luther as a villain. In many ways, he's the ultimate embodiment of what the twins are up against. Charming, sure. Sophisticated. But deep down, ruthless, implacable. A monster. Some people forget that. That Luther isn't human, he can just imitate humanity very well. But just because you can talk like a good person, that doesn't make you a good person. I think it was important that we remind them, our viewers. But what about his redemption arc? He'd come so far. He had, he had developed genuine feelings for Bex and everything he'd done to... Like I said, Miss Wright, sacrifice in darkness. It works on a lot of levels. I think people are going to lose their minds when they see it. You're... You're... You're a bad writer. (laughs) Excuse me? You're a hack! You've got one trick you know how to do, and you are taking a massive shit on everyone else's work just to put a show that has grown past anything they need you for back in your box. And just because you created the show back when it wasn't even that good to begin with, people let you do whatever you want. I... And instead of using that freedom to challenge yourself, to grow even an inch as a writer, you have 
sealed yourself in a in the, the cocoon of your own mediocrity. And I don't know why in the name of fuck this bothers you so much, but you are so afraid that your fans get your show better than you do that you are burning it to the ground. <sighs> I think you had better leave, Miss Wright. Yeah. I... I think I'd better. Hmm. Oh, well. Everyone's a critic. This episode was written by Gabrielle Urbina and directed by Marissa Tandon. It featured Lauren Grace Thompson as Kat, Alex Bankier as Warren, Gabrielle Abner as Allie, Megan Carter as Mina, Dallas Seeker as Cameron and Luther, Castrolene Villar as Lucy and Bex, Torian Brackett as Callum and Freddie, and Connor Brannigan as the AD. Our casting assistant is Kim Roth, and sound design is by Alexandra Tandon, with additional sound design assistance from Newton Shadokati. Remember, our show takes place not just on our feed, but on the internet as well. If you'd like to check out the additional story content between episodes, be sure to visit our website, tandonproductions.com, and follow us on social media at That Vamp Show for all updates. New episodes are out on Tuesdays.